Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which might be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. Each broadcast, I talk with mentors who may provide the roadmap for your journey. These coaches have paved the pathway for many players and coaches. Most have authored books and papers on tennis and life, and they continue to give back today. Who are these mentors you might hear on our Thursday's broadcast? Well, the almighty will in each month, either Alan Fox or Coach Chuck Reese will be one of the mentors. On those other uh, Thursdays, it might be... Uh, Coach Ashley Hobson, or it um, might be uh, Coach Scott Williams, Dr. Bryce Young, uh, Energy Coach Linda LeClaire, or some of those others who have been blessed us with being mentors over the last five years. People like Ed Kraft, Nick Saviano, Johnny Angel, Scott Engie, they have all been on the broadcast, as have many other college and high school coaches. You have also heard discussions with many others, like FACA Executive Director Shelton Cruz, Florida Tennis founder and editor Jim Marks, PTR and USPTA Executives Directors Dan Santorum and John Emery, and dozens of other college coaches, USTA officials, or industry leaders have blessed us over the last five years on our broadcast. And because I do believe Dr. King's statement, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, I will also and my personal views on tennis and life, and naturally you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges, which is going to be the topic and has been for the last few broadcasts. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen anytime you choose to Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessings, or any of the other Yellow Ball Network broadcasts, like Chuck Reese's American Tennis uh, yesterday. If you missed uh, Chuck's broadcast with uh, Coach, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was going to say Chuck Reese, but that is uh, uh, his, but, but Dr. Young was on yesterday, and that was quite a broadcast, so uh, that's the nice thing about the broadcast. You can listen anytime you choose. I'd also like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, well, you're missing out on some useful information. Besides our weekly conversation, the almighty willing you We'll also be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I previously stated, if you disagree with my views or want to add something, email me at Coach Denise, that's D-A-N-I-S-E dot F-H-S-T-C-A at A-T-T dot net. 
Who knows? You may hear your views on future Coach Denise exploring tennis lessons or read them in Florida Tennis Magazine. I might also remind you that if someone is taking the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop and you're not a subscriber, you can also find stories on Facebook. In between issues, Jim March, the other writers, and myself, we try to keep you current on Facebook page, which is at capital F, capital L, Tennis. That's FL Tennis. Well, I think we have uh, an interesting broadcast today. It's a continuation of what we've uh, been uh, trying to do for uh, the last few broadcasts, and we will continue on with Alan Fox uh, next week. But let's get into my commentary uh, today. And we're going to talk about helicopter parents. Oh, my God. I can hear some people now. Well, high school tennis practice is about to start in Florida and other parts of the country. And I suggest that the success of your tennis program will have much to do with how many parents you have. Some of those parents who are hovering now over the USTA or PTR Tennis <clears throat> need to move from those tennis organizations at, and move to the uh, high schools where your children are going to be attending. Yes, you will hear some coaches complaining about those players who have parents hovering, hovering over their children, but as I have reminded coaches in previous Florida Tennis Magazine articles, parents are lending us their most precious possession. Admittedly, Bobby and I have produced a few of those helicopter parents, and although a coach or administrator might, may not be thrilled at times with dealing with some of those parents, we are thrilled with the results of their, that they have produced, our children. During Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessings, I have often reminded coaches that time is a precious commodity in, in tennis and in life, and they should not expect results immediately. Our Thursday mentors often talk about building the foundation and how it might take time to enjoy the fruits we plant, and that might come at a later season. This week, I was reminded of that when my daughter, yeah, a helicopter mom, posted her annual fundraiser for the Danbury High School baseball team in Connecticut. She and her husband have been very active over the past few years, fixing the high school fields, building the press box, and other improvements for the baseball team. Yes, their two boys were pitching and hitting stars, who helped build the school's successful baseball team, but today they are pitching stars at their colleges. Coaches, schools, and organizations all need to help with building successful teams, and working together, we can produce beauty. It may take time, but if patient, we will smell the success of what we have sold. The Danbury High School baseball team I have the pitching mound or batting cage at their former teammates at their former teammates' home 
they used to have anymore. Uh, since my son-in-law replaced them with uh, a bigger garden and plant house for my daughter, but this year team will have improvements at the school, which they have also previously contributed to. Thankfully, the Northern College baseball team start their season in Florida, and we will be able to see our grandsons play after that. Excuse me. After that, I will have to find time to watch the games on the computer. And with today's technology, I will be able to support them in Connecticut and New York, as well as being able to share advice with their coaches and uh, two athletic directors. Not sure how it came about that we produced children who became helicopter parents, but we are sure proud of them and of all our grandchildren. And would not be surprised if our grandchildren have helicopter parents as well. Well, it's your advantage. Take advantage of those helicopter parents. They're part of what team building is all about. Naturally, the views I express may not represent those of Block Talk Radio or Florida Tennis Magazine or their subscribers, but they are my personal views that I agree to share each week. I am waiting for uh, today's uh, mentor, uh, Ashley uh, Hobson. Uh, He's not with us yet, but he uh, should be. But uh, while we are waiting, let me just let me see. I'm just checking uh, email here. I'm sorry about that. But um, I I was saying before that our broadcast are those that uh, we talked about, and we will again talk about next week. We'll take another turn with uh, Dr. Alan Fox on. But the question we're trying to find out is where does high school and college tennis uh, belong in building American competition? Uh, Right now, uh, on the men's side, we don't seem to have the um, top uh, men in the Rankins uh, go into the Grand Slams, and although we do have uh, our women going, and some of the same coaches producing both of them. So, uh, is the problem us coaches? Is the problem the organizations, the PTR, which is having their uh, uh, symposium uh, next month? Uh, I do recommend. Uh, I I do have a biased view. Being a 30-plus year, <coughs> excuse me, mentor of the PTR, excuse me while I get a drink of water. Sorry about that. Uh, I do uh, strongly recommend you attend there. Uh, the USTA, should they be involved in the coaching aspect or should they be involved in other ends uh, of it? Uh, how does high school and college fit in or does it fit in anymore? Uh, on the uh, college side now, uh, we are seeing that uh, our, is it an amateur sport? Uh, the, the college players are now going to be paid for their uh, 
services, uh, the pictures being used and everything, where's that going to lead to? Uh, I have personal fears about the gambling aspect about it because we are seeming uh, to go that way, um, not only in um, tennis but in baseball uh, too. But there's just a lot of questions, and we don't seem to be uh, talking about it. A few years ago, I brought up at uh, a uh, FHSTCA uh, workshop that I uh, produced for the Florida uh, Athletic Coaches Association, and we were. Uh, I asked the question: uh, Does should high school tennis just be amateur, or should we allow pros in it? Quite frankly. No one wanted to get into the discussion, and um, we didn't go nowhere with it because uh, we wanted to discuss things that the coaches were looking to uh, talk about. Um, uh, next week's uh, program, uh, Alan Fox will be uh, discussing. He believes that uh, uh, the pro players should be allowed to play uh, college uh, tennis, that uh, if he had a chance to uh, – if he was back coaching Pepperdine today like he was years ago uh, and he had a chance to get a pro prospect uh, in there, he would uh, definitely uh, choose to uh, take him there. Hang on while I check to see if I can find out where uh, our uh, mentor is. Okay. Uh, but uh, we also have um, the question that uh, uh, we're hoping to get uh, discussed today with Ashley uh, Hobson uh, is, uh, are we missing the boat? Uh, my efforts of, uh, you know, discussions I had in the articles I wrote in Florida Tennis Magazine a couple of years ago about college t tennis changing. Is uh, college tennis meant to be uh, a building block for our future pros, or is it not? Is, uh, is it uh, just another uh, part of college, and is there a recreation uh, activity that's going on. I ask that question quite often with our high school teams. Uh, is your high school team have uh, uh, after school sport or is it after school activity? Uh, I think today that same question uh, can be asked uh, about our uh, college. So my thinking was that uh, being we were blessed to have uh, Ashley Hobson uh, on the uh, broadcast, and uh, let me try it again. Bobby, see if we uh, he's traveled around in sixty uh, countries. Uh, can we get his opinion? I mean, can you call Ashley? Tell him that he needs to call that seven one four number. I'm sorry about that, uh, but like I was saying, I think uh, uh, he, uh, being the director of Inspiration Academy, which uh, 
uh, it's a phenomenal um, young place. And is this where our uh, uh, tennis players and our athletes are going to be? Uh, are they going to be developed in uh, these places, uh, or rather than schools? Hang on, I think uh, I see Ashley here now. Ashley, are you there? Hey, John, how are you? Good. How are you, Ashley? Uh, I was just uh, talking to uh, the audience about what we've been trying to do the last few weeks and where we'll be going uh, next week with Alan Fox. Uh, You know, he said we ought to bring the pros into college. And, of course, like I was just saying, uh, when we have somebody with – over 30 years of experience with the ATP and WTA and ITF and Coach Davis and Fred Cup. I think we need to get into other discussions. So, uh, Ashley, I, I would I'd like to get into our topic in a couple of minutes because I now have more questions than answer, and I'm not even sure if uh, high school tennis and uh, – our college tennis is uh, part of uh, the competitive uh, part of sports anymore, or should it be? Is it a recreational activity to keep our kids, uh, you know, with a little athletic or not? But before I get into some questions I have for you, I do think because, I, like I just was saying to the audience, maybe the future competition is going to be in places like Inspiration Academy or your competitor IMG or these places because it seems like, you know, that's where the production seems to be coming out. I don't have confidence in the USTA. I love the PTR. I've been a PTR member for over 30 years, but I'm not sure that's going to do it. But before we get into that conversation, Tell me a little bit. I do see a lot of your um, players uh, traveling abroad. Uh, Can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing? And then I have a few questions for you, and we'll get into our topic. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for Inspiration Tennis. And um, today we had uh, one of our – 13-year-olds playing La Petite Us, which is the best 14-year-olds in the world playing in Tarbes, France. Um, you know, all the top players have played there. Uh, you know, Federer and Nadal, they all played it. So it's, it's really the testing ground for that age group. Um, you have to be top three in your country to play, so you have to qualify in to play it. Um, and we've got a little girl there, Brooklyn Olsen, who played there today. Um, she's in the round of 16. Um, playing for the U.S. and uh, she was in uh, she traveled with the USTA Play Development Program, and um, so she's there right now. She played uh, two warm-up tournaments in England before she they won doubles in Bolton uh, the week before. Uh, and this is actually the second player we've sent to this tournament in the last 2017. We sent Martin Dam there, so. Um, We've got a nice little track record there going with these um, young ones coming through. And, 
Yeah, our top girl uh, just broke through to the top 100 in the World ITF. Uh, had her since she's uh, nine years old. And uh, Sophia Rojas has just broken into number, she broke into 97 in the world. So, you know, um, we're always trying to uh, refine the development process. And I've been doing some really cool stuff with movement on the court and quantifying movement and, and ball striking at the same time. Um, I've got some videos I'm, I'm, I'm uh, making. So, yeah, we're, we're very excited about on and we have some younger players coming up starting to play ITF Futures um, our little girl who just got to the top 100 she leaves for Brazil tomorrow to play some great ones down there. Um, this year will be a Grand Slam year where we travel to the to the remaining Grand Slams and, and play them um, in the juniors you know so it's uh, yeah it's exciting times for us yeah, it is an exciting time for you, and it's uh, and I appreciate uh, you know what you're doing, and quite frankly, uh, I appreciate the uh, one of the things that I talk about a lot, and, and I can't thank you enough. I mean, I know when I was running the uh, doing the training for the high school coaches for the FACA. Uh, you not only came up to spend a weekend uh, with us in Orlando, but took your players with with you. And, uh, you know, I love what you do. Uh, I didn't get a chance to tell the people uh, yet. Uh, one of the things that I wonder if we need more of, and I don't know how we get them involved in, but uh, we were talking about, you know, the high school coaches and uh mentors and what they were doing and you had discussed in uh, France and doing the internships and everything and you offered to uh, do an internship which we appreciate it and then uh, uh, other people like uh, Ed Kratz and Scott Williams and God, I don't want to start naming a bunch of names but other people said picked up on it and said that they would do it too I how are you how do we get the people involved? I mean, what you're doing down there, not only is, you know, I love to being around that place, uh, Inspiration Academy, when you walk in there, it's just something special. But, you know, are you still doing internship programs? And, or is it, do you feel it's part of what we should be doing in this country? Uh, I have more questions than answers. I'm looking for help. Yeah, um, John, a cool thing what, uh, what we've just started doing is, um, is, um, is a job site called Pro Sports Connect. And Pro uh, it's like Pro Sports Connect, um, or sorry, Sports Pros Connect. And it's, it's, it, it was intended, it's breaking out to other sports. There's a friend of mine in Ireland, his name is Mark Wylam, and he is, trying to connect coaches with jobs, with uh, places to work, and, um, you know, just trying to help coaches. And he's got a whole platform there online. And, you know... Yeah, I had had him on the broadcast uh, from Ireland, oh, about a year ago. He's got that off the ground now. Yeah. And it's going real well. Um, We have... uh, uh, a coach currently in, so we've got you know uh, condos available at the academy, and 
players can come in and stay and train, but we're also doing it for coaches who want to come in. It's uh, no charge, but it's you, you work with us and we we work with you, and um, but you stay you stay and, and and see the training for free for as long as you want. Um, we've got a coach from China in right now and uh, uh, who's been working in China for like 15 years and he wants to come and learn more so he's with us and I have another coach coming in from Kenya uh, March March 13th and then we do have a a young guy up from uh, Philadelphia coming in so we're starting to get this program up and running I mean of course, you know, doing the certifications is very good, and it, it, it's vital. Um, you know, I say to be a coach, you need to have, you know, experience as a player, experience as a coach, and you need to have some academic, you know, uh, qualifications too, and some ac- academic knowledge. And then the final part of the, the equation, we need to be able to communicate all of this over to the player efficiently, you know? Um, so uh, we think these internships are, are you know, way to go and to help players in their um, and uh, well, help coaches in their way to um, get uh, improve their improve their coaching. So it's going great. And yeah, if you have anybody interested, we're always uh, we love having you know coaches over and talking tennis. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So I, I'm, I'm making an assumption now, but I, I think uh, the offer you made a couple of years ago before uh, high school coaches and everything to come to some of your summer camps that uh, you will be doing this coming summer uh, would still be uh, available then, uh, being you're taking, uh, you're all filled with all the internships already? No, um yeah, we have we have spots available. Um, you know, we can take up to six at a time. Uh, you know, right now we're, we'll have two in in um, February and March with us. So, you know, we, we have we have some uh, availability. Uh, you know, it's year round. You know, you can do it at any time of the year. Um, it's, it really depends on on people's schedules. But I, I just you know, it's a way of giving back and improving the sport. Yeah, well, I appreciate you've done that, and I think that's why I enjoy doing these broadcasts because, uh, uh, you know, sometimes people get mixed up when they talk about mentors, and I talk about the mentors I have that you on every Thursday, and people think that it's, you have to be old to be a mentor, and uh, there's a God, you're so old, and you, you're talking about your mentors, yeah. Mentor doesn't have to be old. Mentor has to be somebody that cares and giving back and somebody you can talk with. And, you know, you've given, and you and I selfishly appreciate it, and I've leaned on you a lot. So I'm going to lean on you a little more. I just, uh, watching the Australian Open, uh, it's so exciting right now. And, of course, it's nice to have an American crew in there now and uh, a great young uh, player. But the question that you know, bringing in our discussion, as you know, is: Is college and tennis part of the of us producing future competitors or not? Is is that be 
becoming just a recreational place for the college kids and high school kids, or are we going to be able to produce uh, uh, players? Uh, seems like we are at this time. We're, we're producing more. The girls are seem to be ahead of the uh, males on uh, the pro level. But uh, what's the what's the answer to what do we have to do selfishly as Americans? Uh, to you know, be uh, among the leaders in uh, producing tennis players like we were at one time. Um, with uh, yeah, John, that that that's a very interesting you know point, and I think it can we can go on forever here. Uh, a couple of short answers here. Uh, my my feeling on the ground. And uh, uh, with with the girls in the, in American tennis coming through, I, I, and the guys, I, I think honestly, uh, we've had we had a whole crop of young guys coming through, and none of them really have, um, you know, in terms of breaking through, you know, what is breaking through? I think anybody who makes a living playing tennis and, and is <laughs> has done a great job, because you know the uh, the pool is so small. But as for you know, winning Grand Slams and, and bigger tournaments, I, I think uh, I think the American girls are more hungry than the guys, and they're more driven and they're more committed um, than the American guys. So I think the American guys aren't, aren't as committed. I um, have a friend in Australia who watched John Mulman growing up, and uh, he just uh, wrote an interesting article saying that you know John Mulman. What differentiates him from the the rest was his to his absolute commitment to to be a professional tennis player. You know, um, he was apparently just a run of the mill player in Australia growing up, and you know he was just what set him apart. He was just so hungry and so committed to be a good tennis player. You know, um, and I, I think you know generally speaking, short answer. On the men's side, I think uh, we ha- we have the talent. I just don't know if they're that 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 committed and that hungry um, as, as the goals are. Um, and uh, I, I think it's extremely tough, obviously, at the men's level. Um, physically, um, you just have to be you have to be a superstar athlete. I mean, it is incredible how how good they are. Um, I think I think the men's tennis player today is. He's almost the best athlete, you know, on the planet, um, bar maybe one or two other, you know, uh, sports. I, I just can't see anybody who can run so fast, serve so hard, um, react so fast, and do that for, you know, four or five hours at that intensity. It's, it's incredible. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot. I agree. I agree with you. There's, uh, <laughs> I said it often. I mean, I have two grandchildren playing, uh, and great athletes playing college uh, baseball now. Um, if they make the pros or not, they both think they will, and I pray they uh, do. But who knows uh, what's going to happen? But uh, and I love them dearly, but they're not the athletes that our top tennis athletes are. Which again brings me to another question: trying to solve this. I mean, is is college and high school the route we should be taking? I mean, uh, uh, the competition in the ITF uh, 
juniors. Uh, you know, what do we do with the players? Uh, uh, where where should they uh, uh, be going? And uh, uh, you know, I, I, how how are we? How are we going to be the leader, or are we going to be? Maybe we're not going to be. Maybe the days of us being the leaders and producing these athletes are not here. Uh, what What do you think? Um. Yeah, I'm this multi multifaceted there, John. Um, a lot of things. Are, you know, tennis is such a great game. I mean, you know, even at a at a recreational level, it's just a great game to play. Um, so whether, you know, they're not going to play a high level, that that's great. I mean, the other thing is, yeah, it's such a great life skill sport and, you know, a great physical workout. So, I mean, even if you're not reaching for the top, I still think tennis is viable at, you know, high school level, at, you know, lower level, college level. I mean, there's so many levels of tennis that you you know want to play you know i i have a couple of girls um and uh and guys who i who are coached back in the 90s and they are now playing vets tennis um and it's really interesting to me to look back i saw them playing the 45s for the u.s and the one is playing for germany but they're playing vets tennis now over 45s and over 50s um yeah they're all younger than me but um it, it's just interesting that I see them still playing, you know. So tennis is such a great sport. Um, I think it's just there's just different levels, and and we just need to grow it at at, at every level and every level of in, of enjoyment because it's you know it's a, such a special sport. I, well, I don't know if that answers I, your I, question. I agree with it's you. Just, I um, you know maybe. Um, uh, maybe uh, the, the direction is just no longer through the high schools and colleges, and maybe and and that could uh, that could be good. I know one of the things that I struggled with early on, uh, you know, coming from uh, being a tennis coach and coming into the tennis field, uh, one of the things I bought into, and I still believe in it, is there's different levels that coaching. Uh, depending that you know where a student is, and I b- b- felt seeing I never played the top level and didn't know about this, uh, th- th- didn't experience them. I was blessed to where I lived to be able to go to the U.S. Open for years and went from the clay court to the grass courts to hard courts uh, over the, the years and see them, but never uh, competed. Uh, we do, am I correct in that you, you know, at some point you turn that coaching responsibility over to somebody with more experience, or is part of the mistake that we turn some of our players over too soon? Do you have an opinion on that? Um. <laughs> You mean turning a player over to a more experienced coach, or or to the USTA, or or I'm not quite following that. Well, I don't believe it should be turned over, and this is my own bias. Uh, I don't think the USTA's job is to be doing 
the coaching and, and then saying that, uh, you know, going through the USTA high-performance uh, coaching program, and, uh, and uh, they did a fantastic job. I enjoyed the experience and everything. But I don't think they should be trying to produce the next generation of, of uh, players. I think, you know, our players came out of local people doing things. But at some point, if you're a high school coach and you recognize you have the talent and you're not providing them with the competition they have, or you're not able to, or you don't have the knowledge to go to the next level, uh, because you know when I first started out, I didn't have the knowledge, and that I just went to every uh, place that I was. I had the chance to have. If I there was an internship like going to your place, uh, you would have had me living there for the summer, probably. You would have been saying, "Get the hell out of here, John." <laughs> Yeah, um, it, you know, I just think, I mean, if 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 you're if you had a player, and it really depends, I mean, on the situation. But I mean, you can always seek out knowledge from other, you know, other places and other coaches. And the the key thing, I think, is is give, you know, getting them the competition. Um, there, there's there's tons of players coming out of places where, you know, there's no coaches. Um, the uh, this uh, um, Edgar Giffenig, uh, who I uh, admire a, a lot, wrote an article the other day. He says, "You don't choose to play pro tennis; pro tennis chooses you." <laughs> and it was a good article in terms of saying that you know you've got to have the talent and the abilities to be able to play at that level, and to you know to to be able to move, to see the ball, to to handle, absorb pace, to create pace. I mean, it really is, you have to have a a special talent to play at that level. So what he was saying is that no matter how we we train, really the top players are are chosen by the sport because they have that ability, not that they're coached to that. Now, I think there are a small number of exceptions of players who are just coached exceptionally well and, and um, you know maybe didn't have that talent, but were coached up to that level. But I think 80% of them are ones who are just have a, a tremendous ability and are you know are, uh, and, and choose the sport and, and the sport chooses them. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. There's no two ways about it. I do. Uh, I do feel sometimes and. You know, uh, we're looking to make changes too often, though, and that's the only thing that I sit there and wonder. uh, You know, for instance, an interest in my wife the other night uh, uh, watching uh, the American McKinnon girl and going through her service motion, and the motion is similar to what I would you taught, you know, down together, up together and everything. And my wife sits there and says, but look at how she keeps her head down. She's not raising her head up to the ball. You always said down together, up together, you know, what would you do with that? And I said, you know, truthfully at this time, I wouldn't do anything with it because she's been doing it for so long. If I had her at 10 or 12 years old, 
I probably would have, you know, tried to change it, but I wouldn't do it now. I think one of the things that bothers me is I, when I listen and go places and I hear people picking up these little things uh, that they see as flaws, and they say, well, we got to work and change that. Are we trying to, you know, in this country, we're a fix-it country, it seems like, and are we trying to fix too many things or, you know, I, I don't know. You have so much experience. What's your input on that? Yeah, I mean, if you see a player, you know, for five, ten minutes, you say, oh, we need to fix this, this, and this. I mean, it's just you cannot make that, you know, and I see the videos being sent online, you know, what would you change here? I mean, there's there's so much background to, to the player, um, you know, so it's very difficult to, to ever make changes, you know, on on a short uh, video clip or what you see. I think, uh, you know, what works for some player, what might not work for another player. Um, and uh, we we have to treat each player as an, as an individual and, and coach them as an individual, not as a team. And, and that's why I think college coaching falls down big time is that we coach players over, you know, as a team. You know, they all scrimmage together and they hit together and, there's no very, very little individual work or very little individual styles, you know, encouraged um, within a college team situation. and Or not even encouraged, even, uh, you know, uh, helped one on one-on-one basis. So it's tennis is, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's simple, but it's very complex at the same time. Um, we have to know the player's personality, you know, um, so, for example, you said you're making a change on the server. Is it, is it effective or is it not effective? Um, I think that's that's a major thing to see if it's effective or not effective, and then, and then build from there. Maybe not just change it, but you know, um, everybody's so different. Uh, your levers and your arms are, are longer or shorter than somebody else, and your abilities to react are faster or slower, um, and uh, you know. The musculature is different, um, and, and then we can, you know, we're not even talking about the mindset. So it's very, very complex in terms of developing a player, taking a player from, you know, point A to B. If they're super talented, it's, it's very easy, I see. But if they're not super talented, it's, it's very, very difficult to take them to another level. Um, and it takes just years and years of experience and seeing it. And experience in, in player development, um, you know, college coaching is totally different to player development, which I don't think is, um, I don't think college coaching is, is developing enough players because there's too much of, you know, all the scrimmaging together. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's complex and, and simple at the same time. Yeah, I agree. I I know I've uh, I, I beat a dead horse over the years. People are probably tired of me talking about time, and I've heard the thing, well, you're talking about time more because you're getting older, but it just uh, the game of tennis, when you break it down, is a game of time, and it's not just when you're breaking down your strokes and everything, but really I think it's about when you're breaking down the coach, how much time as a person previously been doing something a certain way, how much time before they want to compete, are you willing to make a change, how much time are they willing to give into to do 
to change you want and how much time do you have uh, as a coach to sit there and do something uh, different. Uh, so uh, I know people get tired of hearing me talk about time, but I really believe the game, you know, it, it, tennis is so great and it's so much like life because it is a game of time. You break down you know, why do you hit a ball the way you do? Why do you, do, why do you try to move someone off the court? How much time did it take to uh, did, did you realize something's going down? When we break down the whole game, it's really a game of time. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, John Wooden said uh, fundamentals don't change. It's just the time that the fundamentals happen in change, you know, so – you know, he was asked, uh, you know, that when he was going to coach, I think, the Davis Cup, I mean, the Olympic team. And, and they said, oh, well, you're just, a, you're just a college coach. And he said, well, you know, it's no difference. The fundamentals are the same. It's just the time that it happens in is just faster at, at a higher level. And that's the pros. You know, the, the fundamentals are the same, but they just happen much, much faster. And uh, so, you know. You have to make sure that when you're coaching too, and at a young age, you know that I'm always looking at, okay, will this will this shot or will this stroke um, be able to stand the test of time in terms of time is, uh, you know, will they be able to repair in time? Is the ball their ball going fast enough? Are they aggressive enough taking away time, or you know, can they buy time with more defense? So it really is. Um, Time is, is, is a cru- crucial factor. And the fundamentals, as John Wooden said, you know, the fundamentals rem- remain the same. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, maybe it's time, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, maybe it's time that we uh, don't look for high school or uh, colleges to be the the pathway to uh, the pros. Uh, maybe it's time we just uh, enjoy uh, that experience. I don't know. I was. I came from a, a period where repetition. Once to school, we learned math by repeating. We learned spelling by repeating, and then we get repetition was uh, a, a good word. Competition was a good word. I think it's harder, uh, and I think that's what makes an athlete such a special person is because I don't think that will ever disappear. We need that. But maybe the USDA's position and the college's position is we want the college student to have an enjoyable uh, situation here. We're not concerned if they go on to be the pros, and maybe that's not bad. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I, I hate to see a young person get cheated out of what they're capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but uh, I don't think uh, college tennis produces professional tennis players at all. I think it might have been in, in the past, but definitely not now. Um, I think the level of coaching isn't where it should be. Um, and I think that too much is just, uh, you know, short-term growth. You know, the coaches are trying to keep their jobs, so the players have got to win, so there's not much development going on. And um, I think that, uh, you know, the girls obviously are 
coming through at a younger and younger age. So for the girls, it's it's, it's almost a no-no. Um, you know, um, I, we all talk about Danielle Collins, but she's uh, a, a, an outlier amongst the crowd. Right. So, yeah, um, and, and, the, and then the guys, uh, yeah, they need a little bit more maturing. So it could happen, but it has to definitely be at the right school because the NCAA regulations are clamping down on practice times and that, and it really hurts player development. So, you know, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, as I said earlier, um, you know, pro tennis chooses you. You don't choose pro tennis. So I think while not uh, trying to um, achieve, you know, the highest level that you can play at, there there are limits um, almost to, you know, to 80, 90% of the time that, uh, you know, whether, whether you can go forward or you can't go forward as a player to play professionally or not. True, true. Yeah, I, I think we just have to, uh, you know, it, it is uh, up to the player. Uh, I, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I came from the basketball thing. I'm thinking of the first year I was at the University of Rhode Island as uh, a tennis coach for the World Scholar Athlete Games. And uh, talking to one of the coaches there who was uh, – a college player for the basketball and being, I was always just, my first love was basketball. I was talking to her and following, I started following her. And, um, and I noticed that uh, the following year she had uh, transferred to another college. She sat out a year and four years later, the World Scholar Games used to be every four years. Uh, when I was tennis coordinator, I was there and I saw her again, and I'm sitting down having breakfast with her and talking. And uh, the second or third day of talking, I asked her about the transfer and what happened. And uh, when you talk about the individual, it's interesting. You always, when you, you, my background and you're old, you're always wondering if there's something personal happened. And uh, she, she said, I asked her why she. Uh, left and everything, she says, oh, the coach kind of, he was, uh, he reminded me of you. I said, what do you mean reminded of me? And she said, well, everything was ladies and gentlemen. And she says, and I'm an athlete first, and I wanted to be treated like an athlete first. And, you know, that is how I've always talked on the tennis court because I thought tennis was a ladies and gentlemen sport. But here's a young lady that, you know, she was an athlete and she wanted to be pushed. And uh, this coach just uh, uh, wasn't pushing her enough. So there was nothing wrong. She just wanted to work. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's everybody is individual. And I think we forget that sometimes. It's hard to sit there and put them all in the one basket and expect uh, them all to come out the same way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tennis is very, very um, player-specific, um, you know, so yeah, you can't, you know, teach uh, players all the same way. Um, I, I've had some, you know, very interesting players come through college over the last couple of years and come out of college and, you know, ask them about the experience and, 
you know, uh, improving as a as a player is has been um, one of the things they've all you know complained about. They never felt that they improved, you know. So mm-hmm. because you know, as I say, you know, uh, young players, it, tennis is you know, styles are different, and players are different. We, we need to coach players more individually. No, I, I I'm very um, aware of what's going on in college tennis and I have a friend uh, Jay Lama who coaches at the University of North Texas and I approached him on this and he said an interesting thing to me he says yeah we have eight girls on the team we have double practice every day we take four me and my assistants we take four at a time so they all get as you know the amount of individual time um, that they can you know on the court so I thought that was a very good thing to do and I've known Sujay since uh, 1990 at Vandermeer and um, I, I thought that was a great way to run a practice but you know obviously it's double work for him but his golf team who are trying to be top 30 in the nation this year he's running them you know two sets of, of four um, so I thought that was very innovative and you know that's a little bit of a throwdown challenge to any college coach who's listening here um, to give more private and individual time to to your players. Yeah, I think if you have the blessings to be able to have enough assistant coaches, everything, you know, that's so important. And unfortunately, whatever they cutting down the expenses and doing away with them, you're, you're seeing less and less than that in college. And, and Bobby um, Payless' uh, book is on a couple – uh, weeks ago in the cross-court reflections, uh, he talked about uh, him and his assistants working uh, together and everything, but, you know, uh, Notre Dame, <laughs> most colleges uh, don't have uh, the, the um, budgets that they have and, uh, you know, and have the connections they have. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately, life is not always fair. What I'd like to do yeah. is yeah. Uh, we only have uh, about five minutes left. I would like you to um, sit there and give a commercial about your place because I'm, you know, I really believe <laughs> Inspiration Academy. I mean, usually the first thing I always ask before I get into tennis or baseball is. You know, what did you think of the facility and the people there? And and I don't think it's a coincidence that the young athletes that I met there and the people that you brought uh, to, you know, when you helped us out with the Florida High School Tennis Coaches Association, that they're special people. I think, you know, they're special people come to you, but you keep them special. Okay, so tell us. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing, how to sit there and contact you, and um, and then we uh, hopefully we'll be talking again soon. Um, thanks, John. Um, yeah, um, uncomfortable topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. I know it uh, is, actually. Gonna... That's not, everybody has strengths and weaknesses, and that's not one of yours. I know it, but. Uh, yeah. So, I know I'm a pain yeah. in the ass, but you've got to you, – you have yeah, a special um, place there to tell us yeah, why. We, 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 we have a special place. 
Um, Actually, you know, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's special. Um, you know, it's special because we uh, we really care for the players. Um, you know, I, I just think that's number one. You know, everybody gets you know pushed. Everybody gets taken care of. Um, I think uh, you know um, our our philosophy is um, very much you know. Um, Everything from the uh, from the heart and the head uh, is the most important thing. Um, uh, first, you know, I, I ran a UTR this weekend, and I had um, 40 kids come through. Um, and Ben Shelton, uh, Brian Shelton's son, won the won the boys um, on the men's men's singles actually. So, well, he's a 13 UTR almost, I think, and you know, a great level of competition. But I had another academy come in. And, um, you know, just it just struck me right away, you know, the way they were warming up and how lackadaisical they were. And it's not the one close to me either. It's the one a little bit um, about an hour away from me. But I was just struck by the level of, you know, just the level of just the attitude, you know, of, of players. And, you know, I was just, you know, saying to myself, you know, hopefully my, uh, our players would never act this way Um um, on the court, and they would never act this way at, at anybody else's facility. So um, I was, you know, it's just that that's what makes us uh, sets us apart. And I think uh, our focus is on is on the people and the players, um, developing as people. And and, uh, and as tennis players, we were definitely, uh, I think, pound for pound, if uh, um, based on the amount of players that are training with you, I think. Um, very few people are getting as, as as good a result as we are, um, and and also the the fact that um, you know that, that, that we're such producing such uh, great human beings, which is the most important part, and um, um, you know that's that's what we're so proud of. Well, I appreciate what you're doing, and I, I thank you for giving up your time to be on the uh, broadcast. I look forward to our next conversation, and uh, although uh, the audience might not know what it won't be, uh, to the next show, I uh, lean on you a lot, and I'll be calling you soon. Uh, but I do thank you for uh, being on the broadcast. I will Find everybody you, that uh, next week we have uh, Dr. Alan Fox on the broadcast, and uh, he brings up an interesting uh, point of view. Uh, you know, besides being a Wimbledon player and uh, All-American, uh, he was, uh, in my opinion, he built Pepperdine University into the tennis power they were, and uh, he believes that tennis pros. Uh, should be playing, uh, not not should be playing. I do I worded that with it, but should be allowed to play college tennis. And he says if he had a chance to get a a pro player, he doesn't think he should be. Uh, uh, it should be against the rules. And uh, if he was back at Pepperdine, he would do it again. So next week we'll be talking about that. Uh, I will. Um, be uh, uh, I promised that we'd be taking this month, and I'd be writing an, an article for Florida Tennis Magazine about what we uh, accomplished. Uh, I talked to Jim Martz that we I might need two, two or three uh, 
uh, articles to put them in rather than one, and he gave me permission to do it. But the truth of the matter is <laughs> I had more questions than answers, so uh, I don't know. But have a blessed week. Tell your friends to contact us. And, Ashley, thank you so much for, uh, again, uh, giving your time, and uh, thank you for doing the mentoring that you do for people. God bless you. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week. Okay.